Man to Man podcast. We're back again. We're back at it. It feels man. like it's been forever. It really has. It, it has. It's been, it has been forever. It's been like a month. At least a month, yeah. It's yeah. Been at least a month, yep. yeah. So yeah. we had uh, Mike Mikowski, Dennis Lemire, Man to Man podcast. Uh, you can find us at mantoman.org. Um, we just came off, by just, I mean, like a month ago by now. I mean, it feels like it was just recently, but yeah, it really was about a month ago. We came off our Becoming a King retreat which was uh, incredible. I mean, it was just so good. Right. I mean, it was good. It was good in, I mean, I, I always expect them, to, and I think we had podcasts before the retreat. Like, I expect something to happen. I always expect something, yeah, because right. something always happens. Right. But it's always something else. Yeah. We, had, we had a dude walk up who wasn't registered, which I don't know how, because he didn't get any of the information, like the, <laughs> like what time to be there or no. anything like that, because he, he wasn't knew, on the he registration knew what day list. Was, right. He dug like so far into the information that we put out in public to find what day and what time to yeah. be there, and he just showed up, yeah. which was phenomenal. I mean, what a great to drive into the middle of nowhere in this camp. And this camp was big, so you have to like wind your way through the woods, yeah. and it's like miles from the nearest anything. Right. For that dude just to show up, I mean, that and was for what cool. happened to him. Yeah, and then he just got rocked, and 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 yeah. So that happened. Uh, we had two guys come from a town of like it has to be two thousand people in Minnesota, if the mo, if yeah. at all. Right. You know, Battle Battle Lake was it or something like that? Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, if it was a small town. <laughs> small small town and. Two of the six guys that lived there showed up. They didn't know each other until there. Right? <laughs> I mean, it was just incredible. So yeah. all of these stories, uh, we posted three of them. Yeah. Um, in the last three episodes were, were three stories from guys where we recorded them really to, you know, kind of pull bits and pieces out of it and to put them on the website, you know, to help guys that are thinking about going to these retreats. But the stories were so good that I just had to post them, you know, as episodes because... It was just fantastic. Yeah, it was amazing. What came out of it, and we're gonna have more because I have other guys that have reached out to me that are that want to get together and chat still. So um, yeah. we'll be taking it on the road. We'll have you know man to man on the road and uh, and do some more of these. So, um, but it's just it just was fantastic. Yeah, it was so amazing. great, great retreat. Um, you know, anything kind of recap real quick from you as to that that retreat and what you saw of it i just you know the thing that the thing that i think danny i think we've all been seeing it is just like i say you know that god's working in it because guys like that show up it's they, it, and they're showing up by themselves they're not even being invited they're just being inspired right you know and that's why i believe the holy spirit is at work at this that's why that's why we're all in right is because you know we do whatever to advertise we can do but then when you got these guys showing up that just goes to show you that the holy spirit's at work on the hearts of men everywhere from anywhere to show up where we're at. And once again, the engagement seems to just get stronger and stronger and stronger and strong. Just the fact that they just plug in, they engage. And when they plug in and engage, you see, you reap the rewards of the results that God has for you. And, mm -hmm. and to be a witness of that every time, it's just so inspiring as a guy to say, okay, we got some, we got some brothers in arms here that are going to start making a difference in our world. And so that's what I love about it. We never know what to expect, but we always know what to expect. Right. Right. You know, we don't really know exactly the details and how each guy is going to be affected, but we know for a fact that God's going to affect them. Right. And, and that to me is the best you can possibly be. Cause then, you know, it's not us making it up. It's not us putting on a gig as John Eldridge says, mm -hmm. you know, it's just allowing God to be himself. So 
I just can't wait for the next one, you know, that we have coming up. So August. I know, August, man. So, yeah, we haven't quite started advertising yet, but we're back to a basic, yeah. which is, um, you know, again, it's like the, it's it's the heart and soul of a lot of this. It yeah. it, it gets guys, uh, you know, ground level um, you know, understanding of what it is, some of the words that we use and, and how, you know, to kind of enter into some of this work that we're doing. Uh, so that's the basic August is the next one. It's going to be cool. I'm excited for it. Be uh, summertime. Yep. Yep. So people will be able to get out on the lake. Yeah. Be able to, there's uh, all sorts of fun summer stuff. So there'll be a lot more information that we have coming up to that, including I'm sure we'll do a series like we always do leading up to the retreats where we talk about yep. some of the concepts that we'll be going over that went really well at becoming a, for becoming a king. Yep. Uh, people love that. So, uh, we'll do that. Maybe we'll even interview some of the guys that were at the last basic and um and have them come in so that'd be pretty cool too so that's in august uh you'll it's on the website but you'll start to hear more and more about that tickets are for sale now so that people can go buy them so that's coming up but we're really excited about that one of the things that came out as a follow-up from the becoming a king was the the compass class so uh heart of a warrior ministries we've done a couple podcasts three of them with dr greg Morgan, who um is the head of Heart of a Warrior Ministry, Heart of a Warrior Ministries, uh, and and he has one of his steps in his process is this Compass class. It's the first step. Technically, I think it's the second one, but yes. the first one's kind of confusing to me, so I'll call it the first it's one. The step zero. <laughs> yeah. That's why step, it step zero, zero is weird, which is a discipleship. Yeah, it's a it's a one on one discipleship with Greg. So. Right. So step one actually, which is actually step two, but whatever. And step <laughs> one is this Compass class. It's a deep dive. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a deep dive into some of this information. Um, it's really good information, and and uh, you know, so far we've been through week week three, yeah. week three. Yeah. We've been through week three, uh, so coming up on week four of it, it's been it's been super interesting to kind of go through this material and see this. But so Doctor B takes things to a whole nother level. Right. It seems like right. in a lot of the things that we've been going through, and one of the things that came up in the introduction, which was like. Pretty friggin' heavy introduction, by the way. I mean, a lot of information in the introduction uh, was this idea of three ways that sin comes against us. And, yeah. and Dr. B calls it the trifecta. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, wow, this is interesting. There's a lot more to this than this one slide and the, you know, 10 minutes of, of you right. know, of information that you gave during it. So I, a lot more, I imagine, is coming down the road as we kind of work our way through the rest of this Compass class. But I thought we could unpack it a little bit here. Yeah. And so, um, you know, a lot of things, one of the things that we were talking about before we started here was, you know, this idea of, like, am I ever going to get this right? right? Or what is wrong with me, right. right? Like, how come I can't, how come I can't seem to get it all together and start, you know, and, and move forward the way I want to all the time? Yeah. You know, I, you get started and you get going and then, you're like, gosh, you start spinning your wheel, something happens, sometimes a wheel falls off, yeah. and you're just like, holy crap, what just happened? Yeah. And, and it automatically goes back to questioning our ability. Right. Right. Yeah. Do I have what it takes? It immediately it comes yeah. back. Like, yeah. I don't have what it takes to do this. This sucks. Um, you know, what do I do now? Like, all of those questions just come flooding in. Yeah. And the fact is, there's opposition that comes against us that yeah. a lot of times it's not just us it's not failing. Us. Right. There's actual opposition that comes against us. And the way Dr. B explained it was, you know, 
the three areas of opposition that come against us, which was the, the world, the flesh, and the enemy, or the devil. And, um, you know, I, I just kind of wanted to unpack. So, so let's start with... Uh, let's start with really just a really quick before yeah, we start. Go ahead. You know that just just what you what we're talking about is just that scripture really comes alive every time uh, when I like get to that point of like gosh I just can't get this right I'm always messing up seems like I'm never winning seems like you know and I just I, the scripture that keeps coming to my mind is when when you know Paul says I do what I don't want to do and I right. and I don't do what I do and man and then he breaks it all down to that last scripture to almost the last scripture where he says I know it's not me that's doing it but it's a sin within me right and these this trifecta these three things are what takes a hold of that those sins in our life and it just blows them up in our face you know and so that's what we're going to be talking right. about yeah. and i think it's important to you know like we're not saying that hey it's not your fault or you have nothing right. to do with this right, right. like oh yeah. it's the sin within you it's so sucks for you right <laughs> but you know lucky you're perfect it's just the sin in you you know like that seems like a cop-out to right. me and right. so I definitely don't want anybody to think that that's where we're no. going because and it's not. We're not going that way, right. No, but Paul's making the delineation yeah. between the two. God created us to be good. He created us to bring good to the world. Sin, sin in us causes us to bring evil to the world, whatever the case may be. And, and that's the constant battle that we face as men, you know, is that battle between. Well, that's super important, right? I mean, literally, like our, our creation, which we've talked about this many times, right, is, is when we were created, we were not created to be like this. No. This is not the original intent. Not the original it, design, no. Right. So effectively, you have this creator who designed us and said, Here, here's the intent. Here is what I want. Here's the purpose of which I am creating you for. Right. This isn't it. Right. And so I think that's important oh, yeah. to, to know because in that, when Paul is saying that, he's basically saying, like, I, I am broken in, right. in a way, yeah. but not in a way that I can control. Right. Because I'm not, this is not the world that we were created to live in. No. No. We're not the people. We're not acting in the manner of which we were created to act in. Well, that's why I love the statement where we are creating God's image. And so mm -hmm. what I love to do with that scripture is, what did God imagine about me? That's what he wants. Right. For all of us. He wants what he imagined, what he put together, what he designed, his purposes and his will for Mike Mikulski and Dennis. That's that's what he wants. That's what he wants to see in the world, and like you said, or out of our life, or whatever the case may be. You know, that's his cry. That's why he. That's why he sent his son Jesus Christ to die, so he can get that. So we could return to that form, right? You know, when that scripture talks about, you know, that old things become new. You know, they become a new creation. That literally means to be returned to its original form, uh, and so that's the cry of God's heart that we walk in that way of how he designed us and created us to be. And so, mm -hmm. but there's definitely attack against that. Right. And so the attacks against that come in, in three main forms, yeah. right? Which we saw in uh, the temptation of Jesus in the yeah. desert, right? You saw the three main ways that, that he was tempted, mm -hmm. the sin that it was brought in front of him and put in front of him yeah. to embrace, right? Um, you see it in, in Adam and Eve yeah. in creation, right? And how, the things that were that were brought up in there so so you know give us break down scripturally what those three things are and how we see them in those areas well i mean obviously the you know it comes from ephesians 2 uh ephesians 2 1 i'm just going to read this yep, but, but this is where the the trifecta comes from as dr b calls it but 
In Ephesians 2, 1 through 3, it says, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world, so there is the world, and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, which is the devil, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature, that's the flesh, mm -hmm. and following its desires and thoughts. Like, like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath. And so in that, in that one set of verses, it, it describes all three of those things that we're affected by, that, we're, that the, is, we're waging war against. And obviously, when it comes to the world, you see it so much right now. It's, it's, literally, it's literally indifference. It's literally the opposition to what God is. It's no longer someone's necessarily opinion. I mean, literally, the world is trying to dictate life. Right. In a lot of ways, and that's what it means by the world. What what attracts us to this here? What keeps us here? What fulfills the desires of our hearts here? What is what are we trying to get from this world? Um, is what is we're constantly battling because there's so much information out there now to tell us how to live, what you should be like as a human. Right. I mean, so it seems to me like when I think about that, what you just said, right? The world and how people are battling in opposition of it. You know, at one time. It was you know, the the big. It was always the big question: is what's the meaning of life, right? That's good. Yeah. It feels like now the world is saying, "Well, I can tell. I'll let me tell you what the meaning of life right. is." Versus, our life is spent searching for the meaning of life. It is here. Let me tell you what the meaning of life is because we just make it up as we go along. Right. Right. We can make up what the meaning of life is. Right. So you don't need to search for it. Yeah. That's scary. It's very scary. And, and you, know, you know, for those, of the, those that are out there, you know, Dr. B has a, a, um, a teaching on arrogant ignorance. Mm -hmm. And that's what he talks about, you know, on his teaching. So if you don't got his newsletter, get his newsletter and look for arrogant ignorance and you can read that. But, but yeah, now it's really, now it's like, you know, once again, the scripture says that, you know, he is the creator. We are created in his image. It says that he is the potter. We are the clay. But now we're trying to tell the creator of everything that he's wrong. Right. That the guy that designed everything that we see took, took, took from nothing and made something. Nope, you did it wrong. I'm yeah. not supposed to be this way. I, I know better than you. I know better than you. Yeah. I, just, I mean, just that thought. It's like, really? You know, well, I don't believe in God. I don't, it doesn't matter. The Bible says just look up and know that there is one. Because right. why? When you, you, this can't be by accident. But, but you're right. It has now become a battle of well, this is my opinion, and my opinion matters more than truth. Right. And that is a scary place to be. And that's this idea of whether we come against, that the world, you know, comes against us in that way, that, like, we are effectively putting ourselves as God. Yeah. And saying, good, and saying, you know, I, I know, based on what I see in the world, the world. right, what, I, what, I, what I'm being fed, yeah. I know, and therefore I can make decisions. It comes up. I mean, I hear all the time, even even with Christians, I hear all the time where they'll say something and I'll go, well, you know, they'll go, well, you know, I, I mean, the scripture says this, but, you know, if we put that into practice, it, it really means this. And I'm going, no, it doesn't. It means what it says. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, there is no put it into practice. Right. If you have to change it to get to where we are. You know, well, the scripture says this, but if we put that into practice in today's day and age, yeah. like God didn't know that today's day and age was going to be here. That's so good. Yeah, right. I mean, do you really feel like this is that surprising some to way, you? The, the some way, the, the further we get from creation, it changes. Right. 
God's like, oh, I didn't expect that one. Yeah, dang, man. I can't believe that. That's weird how that happened. I they mean, got there. That's he's, impressive. He's all knowing, you know what I mean? So, I mean, so that's what you, that's how you can tell it's the world is anything that's indifferent or in opposition to what God's design is, what God created. And that's one of the reasons why we like to, you know, do these events in the, in the wilderness is because right. you put technology away, technology away and you get out under God's creation, you start to realize how magnificent God is just by being there. Mm-hmm. You know, and and uh, and and you realize that whether you're a believer or not, there's something about being under the authority of somebody else created this instead of now I'm going to create it, and and it's and but once again now now it's just it's almost become popular to oppose right anything that the Word of God says or that God says. It's almost become a popular thing now, thinking that someday someone you're going like you said smarter than God. He's omniscient. He knows everything. But I think I got this one on him. Right. Yeah, and, and like I said, it's it's scary how quickly we go that direction. Oh, yeah. And how quickly people will, you know, well, if you apply that in today's day and age. No, man, I don't have to apply it. To, it's like, it's applicable across right. all ages. All ages, yeah. And that's how you can, and that's one way, you know, you know, we started out this podcast saying, you know, you know, uh, what's wrong with me? Right. You know, well, these are some things. That, what, are you, what are you watching? What are you listening to? What's good. What are you taking in? What are you, what are you, who are you around in the world? Mm-hmm. You know? Because it may not be you. You may be putting yourself in a spot or a place where you're getting a lot of the input of something. That's good. Right? And so that's another way you can say, wait a minute, it's not me. Oh, man, I've been hanging out with this guy that talks mm-hmm. bad about his wife all the time. Or I've been, you know, uh, you know, or like I told you before, you know, me and that dumb video that I watched, and now mm-hmm. I start swearing more. I mean, yeah. you know, so that's how you can tell. Because why? It, because especially if you're a Christian, it begins to oppose right. what I know about me and who i'm supposed to be and then i begin to feel that tension between the two well that's the influence of the world how much time do you spend on screen on, on your you know on your facebook how much time do you you've on your phone mm-hmm. uh, all those things are inputs of the world for, for me it was work okay right like i was working so much yeah. you go back you know three years and i was working you know, seven days a week yeah. 10 12 hours a day i mean it was a lot you know, I would work all week long, Monday through Thursday. Then I would get on a plane and I would fly to an event and I would work through Thursday through Saturday. Right. And I would get on a plane Sunday and fly back home to get back up Monday morning and do it again. Wow. I mean, and that's what I did for months. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I would do that from, you know, from October through March. That's what I would do. And so that was all I could think of. So then even when I was out of that, it was so, like, I, I felt like it was so important, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh my gosh, if I don't do this, what's going to happen? Yeah. Nothing. Somebody else, I mean, here's the newsflash because I stopped doing it. Right. Somebody else does it. That's what happens. <laughs> right. It doesn't end. The world doesn't collapse. Right. You know, the, the industry doesn't fall apart. Right. Dennis doesn't cause an economic collapse of the sports industry because he doesn't do that, right? Somebody else does it. Right. So I stopped leaving on a plane on Thursday, and guess what? Everything still. Somebody else gets right. on a plane on Thursday, and they go do it, and things still happen. Yeah. And how, so, and how horrible did that make you feel? You made well, up that story in your head that everything's going to go bad. Right. So, again, it's your fault, right? So, once again, you're, you're not good enough. Yeah. You know, it's your fault. So, that's why you stay in the mix for 72 hours a week. Right. When realistically, no, that's actually not you. That's the pull of something. Yeah. Pulling it from you. You know, yeah, uh, and oh yeah, and that's that was me in the beginning of ministry, seven wow. days a week. So it's ministry, you know, and I'm I'm called to because you're yeah, because really you look at that and you go yeah, but it's ministry. Yeah, and I would say that to my wife. 
Like, this is God's calling. I got to do this. And I watched my wife and my kids, I watched me begin to separate myself from what was most important, according to God's word, that my wife comes first, you know, in everything. Yeah. And, uh, and I could literally see the pulling away. And, and I claimed it to be a ministry calling, and yet it was destroying my family. That's super scary, because how many people can go, you know, this feels like where God has me, and so I have to do this, right? I mean, if, if it's where God, God wouldn't put me here if, it's, if I don't need to do this. Right. But it's when, I think this leads right into the flesh, right? Yeah. Because I think then your flesh starts to go, yeah, but, but it's me. I, I need to do this. I need to feel this. I, Pride. I feel, you know, I feel like God is calling me to do this, and so I have to put everything into it because that's what, I, that's what you do. Right. Right? You, right. You give it your all, right? And and if God's called me to do this, and I don't give it my all, then, yeah. Yeah. or even you know, take it a step back, and people that aren't in ministry, right? Well, God called me to do this, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow through everyone I need to blow through. I'm gonna, you know, Just walk on people, walk on people yeah. to get it done right. because because this is this is what God's called me to do. Right. God hasn't called you to. No, I would never call you if 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 you feel like you have to walk on people to do God's calling. I have some very bad news for yeah. you, right? <laughs> That's I mean, not it. No, it's supposed to be building people up, following God's calling. You know, right? And so Morgan says, "Lowest seat at the table," right? right. Like, hey, sometimes you got to take the lowest seat right. at the table, right? And then the scripture says, you know, that, you know, in Philippians it talks about, you know, your attitude should be like Christ, right? Which is what to take the position of a slave. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, to lift others up. You know, I mean. The flesh, you know, the flesh is based, you know, it talks a lot about, I mean, one example is gluttony or sexual immorality. I mm-hmm. mean, those are fleshy, fleshly desires. And I love this, this thought that. Uh, let's, I mean, let's, what is, let's like use like, you know, sexual immorality and gluttony. Like, what are we talking about in real world terms here? Like, give us some. What's gluttony? I mean, we're talking about like, like overeating, right? right. Which is a massive problem in today's yeah. society. I, you know, I'm yeah. not. I'm not the most fit guy in the world, so I think yeah, I can I. take shots at that, right? right? I mean, it's pretty. You go to a restaurant. I just went out to, to lunch with a buddy of mine yesterday, and so you know, we order. I order the lunch meal at a Mexican restaurant. So I order lunch fajitas, right? I'm right. Thinking, and it comes out, and it's. I'm like, what's the difference? <laughs> what is the difference between this and the dinner fajitas? Yeah, there is right. no. You gave me three shells instead of four, right? Yeah, like, right. I mean, what? Right. It's a massive plate of food. I ate it. Yeah. I mean, dinner because I didn't have to. But well, what's so interesting is that that you know, in the you know, when you go to a buffet, right? That's just unlimited amount of food that you can eat as much as possible until you can't walk anymore, right? Right. And that way, the way you spell buffet is the way that is spelled buffet your body. When Paul talks about to to, to right. buffet your body against the you know that whole thing, so it's just funny how in the world it's eat as much as you possibly can until you puke. Right. In the Bible, it means to stay away from doing that. You know, and it's just but that they're spelled the same. I always thought that was interesting. Yeah, so we're talking about things right. that are pretty normal everyday things, right? right. Sexual sexual immorality nowadays is is pretty much its own religion. Yeah. Um, you know, coming getting right down pornography is rampant in today's society. Yeah. I mean, it permeates everything. Well, I mean, it's getting to child molestation, it's right. getting to child pornography, it's getting to you know, um, abductions, it's getting to, you know, I mean, sex trafficking, sex trafficking. Yeah. I mean, come on, if you, if you can't look at that and go, oh, these people are fulfilling their desires of their, what they want. I mean, you're out of your mind. And I love, I love the, that it's that the flesh is disordered passion. 
That's that was you said that earlier yeah. and it kind of caught me and I yeah. still like again it's 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 things that right so so eating and sex yeah. you know or or attraction to the opposite sex those are normal things that God has put in us right yeah. God God put Adam and Eve in the garden together naked right. I wasn't expecting that these two are just going to you know throw rocks into a stump for, for a while yeah you know and, and have fun like that like this was the point he yeah. said be fruitful and multiply yeah and when Den- which and, means and, brown chicken bone cow right like that's just what it is right it's, well and, and adam when he saw you he's like bone of my bone flesh my flesh i'll leave my parents for this one I right mean, you know there was an attraction there for sure so it's a desire that makes sense eating is a desire yeah, i mean you have to right it, or you die frankly right. i mean yeah. eat, you don't eat you die right so you have to do it right but it's when it's disordered. Right. It's this. It's when it's twisted. Right. And it's turned on its head. Yeah. And it's it's again taken from the intent, the original intent, yeah. and it's yes spun. I mean, God wants us to be passionate people. He he wants us to be. He wants us. To, you know, he says that he gives us the desires of the heart. He right. created sex. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He created eating. He designed the body that to need that. You right. Know, to need both of those. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it's disordered, you know, when you start to, once again, base your concept of those, just those two areas itself off of our world we live in, yeah, anything goes. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, anything goes. And you can live a lifestyle like that, uh, which is going to be, as Dr. B would say, it's going to be, you know, going to leave a stench after you're gone from here, mm-hmm. you know, or you can, you know, go by what Scripture says and, and trust in the truth and battle. You know, Paul says if you battle with your flesh is a constant battle. Yeah, of course. If you want to, if you want to understand the, how much the body eat needs food, don't eat. Right, fast for a while. Right. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And I'll tell you what, there's two things that will happen. You're going to feel what hungry is like. I'm not saying fast lunch every day. Anybody can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, go for a week and only have just liquids. Right? right. Two things are going to happen. You're going to feel what hunger actually is, and it'll probably bring you closer to God. <laughs> yeah, you have to because you need Him. I mean, th- there's been two times where I fast for a long period of time, and you wake up in the morning and you go, "I'm going to die." Right, it's, I don't think I have the ability to even get out of bed. Right, for for my you know for my uh, health, getting healthy and, and you know and stuff. One of the things that this um, I was challenged to do was to fast just twenty four hours. Yeah. So Sunday I eat dinner, and then I don't eat again until Monday when I eat dinner again. Right. By Monday at noon, one o'clock, I'm like, this is stupid. Yeah. Why am I doing this? I'll just work out harder. Like every excuse yeah. in the book comes up. To not, and it's literally twenty four hours. Right. If I if I wasn't trying to fast that, I probably would forget. There's probably been days when I've forgotten to eat breakfast and lunch, and I didn't. I wasn't that whiny about it. Right? Right. <laughs> like I just was busy, right. and I didn't even think about it. But yeah. when you're when you think about it, I mean, it it really gets to your brain. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, there's different kinds of fasts out there. We ain't going to get into a fasting teaching or talking about that. I mean, there's, there's a Daniel fast, and it's, you know, you, you, fa- you fast all meats, and, you know, it's yeah. just vegetable. I mean, you know, those are all fantastic. Uh, the thing that I talk, the thing that I always say that if you're going to fast, fast something that's going to actually be painful. Right. You know, watching the news every night. Well, okay, if that's, if you're that attached. So, but either way, it's a desire of the flesh, and I'm just going to read... You know, it's very, very clear in Matthew 7, 20 through 23, and Galatians 5, 16 through 20. If you want to know what these actually are, I'm just going to do Matthew 20, or Mark 20, uh, 7, 20 through 20, 23, because it's shorter. But 
Jesus went on, What comes out of a man is what makes him unclean. For within, for from within, out of a man's heart comes evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. And, these, and the, all these evils come from inside and make a man unclean. There is fleshly desires. And like I say, when it comes to Galatians 5, 16 through 20, it's got hatred, discord. These are all jealousy. These are all fleshly desires that are constantly pulling at us every day. Right. And the thing that jumps out at me out of that verse is there's like the obvious, right? Yeah. You, you see the theft and hate, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, and then it's like jealousy, arrogance. And yeah. you go, well, wait a second, right. really? Right. That's lumped in with like right. murder and right. theft and, right. you know. And, and if you look up, I did a study on, uh, I was doing a premarital uh, with this couple. And the, the woman of the couple was, was struggling with jealousy for this other person that her husband was dating prior. And that, so I did a study on jealousy. Jealousy's evil. Mm-hmm. It's evil. I mean, Saul was jealous of David, and he wanted to kill him. Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it, so yeah, these things that we just kind of brush over or don't know about, like you say, it's easy to say, well, we can't kill anybody. Of course not. We can't steal anything, Right. right? But you start letting these little ones get in, guess what? You're going to want to still steal something, possibly kill somebody if right. you continue to let that fill your, continue to fulfill the desires of your flesh. It's crazy. The, the part about the flesh that's scariest to me is that it's internal. Yeah. The world is like this external thing. I feel like, man, I can kind of, like, I, I can notice that pretty easily because it's, it's stuff that's coming at me from externally. Yeah, so if I'm in a good place, I can kind of recognize it. The flesh is like, it's, it's here, it's yeah. internal, it's in me. And, yeah. you know, and, and one of the things that, you know, is, um, you know, I've been doing a lot of what's called parts work. Um, it's, it's a whole, it's a therapy thing. And I've been doing it for about a year now and, and just starting to really kind of pick up now and understand a lot of it because it takes a long time to figure out what the heck it is. Anyways, point being there, like there are, there are parts inside of me that, you know that that it feel they're they're there to do something positive for me. Yeah. They're, those reactions, yeah. like when you when I, you know when something comes up at work and I get angry at that person and I'm like you know why are you why are you talking to me that way right and and I react to them and like an ang- that is there to protect me. Mm-hmm. It's there to do something positive inside right. of me, but it comes out as something that I, a way that I don't want it to come right. out as, right. you know, when my kids leave their clothes, you know, Kate and my youngest son, you know, he was at the retreat with us. He has a habit of, you know, you can always tell where he ate his last meal because everything is still there, right? Yeah. There's a cup, there's a spoon, there's a plate. Like he just leaves stuff. Yeah. And, you know, inside of me, I'm always like, oh, you know, it makes my head want to explode. There's a part of me that, and, Again, it's protecting myself because now I got to go clean it up. I got to do, you know, and all this stuff. And it's just like, just clean it up, buddy. That is what should come out of me is, right. hey, bud, here, let, let me grab this cup. You grab the other stuff right. and we'll exactly. clean this up. Right. But what comes out of my mouth a lot of times is, hey, get up here, clean your crap up. I've yeah. told you a hundred right. times, right? right? And um, that's the flash yeah. that comes out, right. right? It's this part that's trying to protect me right. versus the part that wants to train my son how to right. do it correctly. That's good. Yeah, and so that's where you have to kind of make that shift. And yeah. those that's the part that I he, read in there where that's the flesh that's not the obvious. No. 
I'm not I'm not stabbing my son or you right, know exactly. screaming at him or beating but him. But all or, these things can lead up right to something like that. And and that's what's even that's what's even in a sense a little bit scarier is the reality that these things work together. Why? I go to the world, fulfill the desires of my flesh. Right. Instead of going to God, give me right desires. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, right. think about things. So, so, man, I don't, I don't think I'm good at this. Yeah. But you can be. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's not all you. It's not all you. you what got, are you doing to change we, we, just that, share, yeah. we just shared two more things that are constantly buying for your time and constantly buying for your relationship with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, just like God desires and loves us so much, he wants to have a relationship with us. So is the world. Right. You know, and so is the flesh. It, 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 they're, they're all pulling for that, that desire to build a relationship with. And so if you imagine, like you say, the anger, well, now you can get out in the world and find out anger is okay. Right, yeah. You know? It's righteous yeah, anger. You, know, you can yeah. beat a kid up to a certain point, you know? I mean, yeah. I, 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 you know, right. I mean, it's just crazy how them two are now so close at work with one another to where you can actually fulfill the desires of a wrong, uh, like I say, like, like we said earlier, the, the description of, of a dis, dis, uh, disordered passions. Right. I mean, that's what the world and our flesh is trying to do is bring disorder to the passions that, like you said, God gave me. Right. Um, you know, and it's just, it's, and then it falls back into self-harm. Right. Right. Yeah. Falls yep. back into giving up, you know, because you actually. Harming others. Yep. You right. actually put it on yourself as though it's all me. Right. Yeah. Yep. And self-harm, like I said, a lot of times will turn into harming others where right. you're like, okay. Now I'm now I'm so down on myself that I'm gonna lash out at other people. Yeah, I remember. I remember. This is gonna be so funny. I remember uh, as a youth pastor, I was watching. You know, anything that had anything to do with youth, I'd always I'd watch it. And it was Oprah. Yeah. Okay. You know, yes, yeah. I watched an Oprah show. <laughs> and she had this girl on there that had attempted suicide uh, by cutting herself. You know, mm -hmm. and you know, so I wanted to kind of learn about it a little bit. So I thought I'd watch. And I'll never forget what this girl said when Oprah says, does it hurt? And she's like, well, yeah, it hurts. And she's like, then why do it? Right. Why cut yourself? And she goes, do you really want to know the real reason, Oprah? And she's like, yeah. She goes, because when I bled, it reminded me I was still alive. Hmm. Isn't that a crazy mm -hmm. thought? Right. She just wanted to be reminded right. that I'm still alive. That's how dead you felt right oh and it wrecked me because i mean i can see that i can totally see how a person would feel especially in our world today right with the onslaught and attacks you know and, and you know before we end obviously we'll we'll give the glory the glory side of what jesus has done for us because right. that's what matters most but all i wanted to do is and when i bled i knew that i was still living and i went oh my gosh right. I felt so my heart was torn you know so the world and the flesh seem like two of them that are hard. I think even for, or I think even specifically for Christians, I think non-believers, that's, um, I mean, you're just not going to get that. You're just yeah. not going to agree with what we're saying because you think it's normal. Like, what are you guys talking about? This yeah. is, the world is what we live in. You're, you are who you are, right? right? And so, but for for believers, I think the world and the flesh are something that, we skip past pretty quick because we want to go to the third one, which is yeah. the enemy, the devil, the right. you know, the deceiver. We want to kind of blame everything on him. Right. And that gets tough because it does become a little bit of a scapegoat. On the other side, 
it's real. There is a real enemy that's in the world working against us and uses the flesh and the world oh, yeah. to that's further. That's all he can use. Right, right. That's all he can use. Right. You know, like, like, you know, the devil can't read your mind, but he can sow things in your mind, you mm -hmm. know? And, uh, and so he takes, oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's the king of this world. He's, you know, I, I love the, it's, it, it, what, what's the difference between the world and the flesh is when it comes to the enemy of our souls, it's, it's a real personal enemy. Mm -hmm. He's personal. Right. You know, he knows, our, he knows the thoughts that we have. And, you know, he can't read our mind, but when he sees the action going up, he's going to feed that. If you're, dealing with, if you're dealing with lust or you're dealing with, you know, uh, gluttony, oh, yeah, he's going to have you at every donut shop in the world. You right. know, uh, every friend you go out with is going to want to go have a buffet somewhere. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's just the truth. Sure. I mean, yeah. oh, he's a master right. at that. Uh, you know, but but the difference is is his desire to steal, kill, and destroy us is so personal, because yeah. we basically, what well, who God created is, is he knows he knows how important who we are, right? And if he can get us to question God, if he and that's what I think the devil, I think that's his major scheme is sure. to, to to try to get us to question anything that God says to us. You know, he yeah, you it. see it with Jesus, you saw see it in the garden, right? Yeah. 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 For sure. I mean, it's his main tool is, you know, hey, did God really say I that? mean, it literally says he's the father of lies. Right. Right? God mm -hmm. is our father of love. He's a father of lies. Right. You know? So anything he can do to, to lie about scripture, to lie about relationships, to lie about, that's him. The scary part is, is that he knows scripture. Like, you just yeah. said he lies about scripture, right? Like, when he tempted Jesus, he used scripture. Oh, yeah. And I think it to the point of, and I'll, I'll, in my words, right, and when I read it, like, it pissed Jesus off a little bit. He's like, whoa, <laughs> right. hang on here. Yeah, right. Don't use, don't use right. my, you know, my right. scripture yeah. Yeah. against me. Right. Right? Like, right. it almost was like, you know, you could, we're doing a lot, we're doing this dance here. Right. Oh, yeah. But you're taking it a little too right. far. I think about that. He is, he, Jesus is the word in right. flesh. Right. And the enemy had the balls to try to tempt him with, to give him a wrong description of a certain scripture out of the Old Testament. Yeah. You know, twist it a little bit. I mean, the balls that he had to do that for one thing, but then, like you said, I think Jesus is like, really? But now look at how that's active in our world today. If, if we're not Jesus, <laughs> right? Right. So when that happens so much, where, you know, where it's like, hey, yeah, here's the scripture, twist it. Twist it. How many people go, yeah. That yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yeah. You know, I can apply that. Yeah. You know, God cares more about me than, you know, than he does about how I handle this situation. Right. No, <laughs> God doesn't have to choose sides. Right. You know. Oh, yeah. The enemy's <laughs> constantly trying to get us to question what God says all the time. I mean, every, anybody that reads the Bible should know this. Uh, you can read something about love and, you know, uh, I mean, you know, I mean, when you look at when you look at the flesh in the world, you know, all these things, deceit, you know, all these things. But then when you look at the, the, what we receive from the Holy Spirit, it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Mm -hmm. You know, all those are what we, all those should be the fruit of our labor and our filling, fulfilled desires from God. Those right. are the things that are going to be the fruit of that. And so whenever you see anything else outside, you got to question, where am I getting it from? And who's right. influencing me in this area? Because the devil doesn't give up. Now, yeah, he's conquered. Jesus says that we're more than conquerors. Jesus mm -hmm. said, don't worry about the world. I've conquered the world. He has. Uh, but that doesn't mean the enemy stops. Right. 
you know, and that's why our battle isn't flesh and blood. You know, it's not against each other, but the enemy will get us to fight against each other. For sure. I mean, he'll use a person against me or use me against a person in a heartbeat, mm -hmm. you know. Why? To pull us away from, oh, wait a minute, this isn't a physical battle. This is a spiritual battle we're dealing with. We're dealing with principalities of the air. We're dealing with those minions floating around the gosh dang my brain all the time trying to input crap into it that's going to bring destruction. Right. You know, so anything that steal, kills, or destroy anything in your life, you, that's a sign that it's the devil. I mean, it's just 100% a sign. And you're right. You can't be, well, the devil made me do it. No, you chose to do it. Right. You chose to go along with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, because you're right. It could be an easy excuse out, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, it was the devil. Well, then why don't you take authority over him? Right. Well, why don't you recognize it, take authority over it, just like you would your flesh, just like you would the world. Uh, the same thing, but the the thing is, is that that's what he is cast down to is here in this world, and he roams around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. That's mm -hmm. his purpose, right? So you you got to stay. <laughs> I yeah. mean, you got to stay battle ready, right? I mean, you just do. You got to stay battle ready. So because he will get, you know, I love. I think it was John who said. I think it was John who said that that the that the new basic videos where he said the enemy will convince you to do something then yeah. he'll make you feel guilty for doing it right yeah he, he talks about um yeah he talks about how you know he puts a he puts a, a hot girl in front of you in a, in a bikini and you're like cool that chick's hot and you're like crap oh man i feel terrible for even thinking that let's well, <laughs> right. you know i mean it's the whole sequence right? right like he puts something in front of you and then makes you right. and then it's like why would you look at that? Yeah. What is wrong with you? And you're like, I don't know. I don't know why I looked at it. I am terrible, right? And it's like, well, duh. Well, it's like that video, and yeah. you're, gonna, you're gonna have to go to Basic where they show that video. Uh, they show that commercial for that one video yeah. game, right? Yeah. Yeah. And after, which is a very hot. I don't even remember her name. Kate is Upton is what it is. Huh? Kate Upton. Yeah. Yeah. Kate Upton's on it, and she's walking through the field and goes. Do you want to play with me? Right. And at the end of the video, John's like, yes, no, yes, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Should I? Am I supposed to? No, like, wait. Yes, what am I no. supposed to want to do over here? Yeah. Right. Like, but yeah, yeah of course yeah. You, you want. That's that's the whole point right. of the creation of that was to entice God. Am right. I, right? I mean, that's a point. Right. We're supposed to fall in love with that. We're supposed to think it's beautiful. Right. But but there's an order. Right. right. To it. And the enemy wants to disorder it. Right. He wants to. He wants us to. He wants to fulfill the lust of the flesh in our life, where God wants us to fill feel fulfill love in our life, which are two different things. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. And what the enemy that I know is he's good at is he whatever has worked before, mm -hmm. he will never give up trying. Just keeps bringing it. He back. just keeps because he says it worked once before, so he'll keep doing it. Mm -hmm. And so that's when you get used to it. And uh, what I mean by getting used to it is you you can recognize it when it's there, and you you, you don't you still struggle with it sometimes because he loves to do it at the exact moment when you're at the right. weakest. Right. Jesus didn't eat for 40 days, turned into bread. Well, he was probably pretty, pretty weak physically, and he could have did it. Right. But that wasn't what God told him to do. And so, but there are certain areas in my life that I recognize have been a, have really been hard to overcome in the past. Mm -hmm. And yes, I have to say they've been easier because I see them, I know it, and I'm like, right. okay, you're not going to get there. Just like Jesus did with the word in the garden. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jesus did the word in the desert. You know, I'm looking, I'm like, okay. Nice try, enemy. Uh, right. You've tried this too many times. You know better. Get out, you know, type thing. So. so those are the things that, you know, so those are the things that come against us, the sin that comes against us, right? So the world, the flesh, the devil are things that come against us. Obviously, we are equipped to handle these things. Mm -hmm. God has not, God has not given us this information. You know, in Ephesians, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't give us this and then say, 
So good luck. Right. <laughs> right? Like, right. Good luck with that. It sucks. Right. But I uh, hope you make it through. Yeah. Right. So the, the good thing is that obviously if we if we are to combat this and we are to battle against these things, which we're called to do, right, we're equipped to do that. Oh yeah. And so I think that that's important to know that, you know, one, we're not alone in this. Right. God is not abandoning us to these things. No. Nope. Um, you know, the I think there's even an argument to make that, you know, the Old Testament talks about like Job, you know, where God gave Job up to yeah, I don't know that that happens much anymore. Um, that could be a whole podcast. Right. That, so literally I can talk about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So people who, you know, feel like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm just, you know, I feel like I'm alone in this. I think it's important for them to know that one, you're not. I mean, frankly, we're here. Right. And we come alongside guys all the time to help them work through things um, and each other, you know, to help work through things. So there's other people that God has put in your life help you with that now most guys don't they don't utilize that frankly i think we've seen it many many times and i think we've done it many many times where you're like i don't know why i didn't just reach out to you with this but i'm struggling with this right now and so we have each other but god also gives us tools to go to him and to be able to combat these things and be able to go to battle against this and we're you know we're so you know i guess i don't i don't need to say it but yeah it does hurt my heart I know, I know now how much I need men in my life to be able to sit down and have a conversation with. I do. Mm-hmm. I know that now. Right. Um, and it's just, it, I'm believing, and I think you're believing one day that it won't be like pulling teeth to get together for a breakfast on a Saturday once a month. Right. You know, uh, maybe it's just because I'm needy. You know, uh, but I do recognize just being around men like you and men like some of the guys that we've been with over the last two years. Mm-hmm. There's just something about being there. We may not even get into a really deep conversation. Oh. But you leave there going, yeah, I got this band of brothers, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's one of the. I think that's one of the biggest pull of the world right now is to tell us you don't have the time, right? Right, you sure. don't have the time, mm-hmm. and it can even be like, well, you need to spend that time with your family. I, I, I understand that. Mm-hmm. I do believe that. I do believe your family is more important than anything else. But at the same time, uh, this realization that we're not in it alone. With someone that we can physically talk to, uh, every time we've gotten together with any of the guys from a year with men or from you know all that kind of stuff, every we say it every time after we get done meeting, right. after having breakfast for an hour, we walk away from there just like okay, gotta do this more often. Yeah, we gotta do it more often, <laughs> yeah. you know. And so I really do think that's a worldly pull now is our time for sure. It's mm-hmm. like it's like the enemy's always gonna say you don't have enough time, you don't have enough time. But in reality, that time is where God gives you what gives you what you need for the rest of the time mm-hmm. and um and i just you know my hope is that more men have conversations and get together when we can um once you know once every couple of months on a weekend retreats great mm-hmm. but then i would my hope is that we don't see men needing to go to these retreats because they've been beat, beaten up since the last one they, right. they go there ready to give more to the next one than they are they bring three friends mm-hmm. And they're ready to give more to the next one, and they are ready to have to have some. We're always going to be fixed. We're always going to be worked on. You know, me and you just said that the other retreat. We're like, is this ever going to end? And no, it's not. No, I want to be Dick, mm-hmm. eighty-two years old, and right, still, still learning, going. Yep. still learning. You know, yep. it was at the last retreat. But, yeah. So, but um, can I end with? Yeah, yep. I just right. want to end with the scripture because this is this will fill your souls, and it's it's. Second Peter 1, 2-15, it's what you were talking about, 
about how God gives us what we need. And this is the perfect scripture for it. It says, may God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means, I love that, he called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. In other words, it was not an obligation. He did it because he loves us. Mm -hmm. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share in his divine nature and what? Escape the world's corruptions caused by human desires. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with the generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from the old, their old sins. So, I love this. Dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Do these things and you'll never fall away. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Therefore, I will always remind you about these things. This is God. I mean, this is Paul knowing that God always wants to remind us about these things. Even though you already know them and are standing firm in the truth, you have been taught. And it is, it is only right that I should keep on reminding you as long as I live. For our Lord Jesus Christ has shown me that I must soon leave this earthly life. I will work hard to make sure you always remember these things after I'm gone. I just love the thought process of that. He's given us everything we need mm -hmm. to live a godly life. It's there. We have it with God. Uh, we can overcome the world. We can overcome Satan. We can overcome the flesh because God's given us everything we need. That's good. That's a good place to wrap. All right. All right.